Hey, sci-fi fans. This is Sean Ashmore from the X-Men films. You may know me as Bobby Drake, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And I'm Dave Sellers. And it is fantastic to be back here on the diner. Em is not with us tonight because she is currently stuck in a recording studio, which is pretty awesome for her because I know that's a passion for her. So she is not with us tonight, so we miss you, Em. But we're still going to talk sci-fi because we're excited about a ton of stuff that's actually happening in the sci-fi world. Well, some of us are excited, depending on what we're talking about. And we'll get there. I know I'm busting on Chrissy already, and we haven't even started, really. Uh, I, oh, I can't wait to hear this. So, and would back me up. I yeah. would. I can almost promise she'll back me up on this. Oh uh, yeah, no, no. I don't think they will. I think they'll agree with me. But what? I think they're Blast all. They're me. all on my side. I, I paid them off earlier. <laughs> Dave, I, I owe you ten dollars tomorrow. Okay. I'm uh, still waiting my checks. Yeah, yes. I, it'll be in the mail from Nigeria. So. Oh, one of those. Okay. So yeah, one of those. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, yes, some Nigerian prince has left a huge wealth of of gold doubloons for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk tonight uh, a couple of things. Uh, Miles, you want to run us through the menu real quick, and then we'll kind of get into the menu itself. Sure. So we are going to talk about a little bit what's going on in our sci-fi world. The new Star Wars trailer dropped, and we're excited about that. We'll, we'll talk about that. You are. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Well, maybe some, maybe some of us are more excited about than others. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Sadly, that show is going to be wrapping its season two this week, but um, it's making some news with um, uh, the, the fans' petition for, for Captain Pike uh, spinoff series aboard the Enterprise. Uh, we have a new Joker trailer, and uh, that's going to be our show. It will be. And uh, typically we do an interview after a show like this, but we are going to release the uh, interview separate because – well, we interviewed uh, some Ferengi at uh, two separate cons. We're going to show those interviews together, and uh, it's bound to be an exciting time. So we're going to release that as kind of a separate episode. So so very it's awesome, awesome. Very good. Thank you, Miles, for sharing the menu with us sure. here at this diner. So uh, why don't we jump in and just talk uh, really quickly about what is going on in our sci-fi world. And I did ask earlier, for those of you listening, for people to, uh, if they were watching Game of Thrones or they were watching Discovery, to just say that they're doing that and that's it because we're going to talk about those later. But so go, Dave. You're. It looks like you're first after M, and since M's not here, that means you're first. Go. Cool. Uh, watching still Star Trek Discovery and their stupid time crystals. Um, 
the Orville, which again is let it off another really good episode. Um, let's see, Sava, that's all really about how the only things I'm really into right now. Um, they got a, a, a new article here I read in Wired about uh, the next PlayStation console coming out for all you gamers out there. Um, this thing is supposed to be pretty wicked fast where it took a 15 second load time in the PS4 and dropped it down to 0.8 seconds in this new new system. Um, it's pretty neat. It's on Wired. And then looking forward to the Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind. Oh, yeah. When is that, that out? Uh, well, it's coming out. It's a one night only, May 13th in select theaters. It's one of those Fathom events. But talking to Miles before the show, hopefully it, it did like uh, – for the love of Spock, it is very quickly after that onto a streaming service. That would um, be awesome. They they put a lot of work into this thing, and I'm I'm anxious to see it. I know when we interviewed Nana Visitor, she had made reference to it. Do you remember her yeah. talking about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, Dave wasn't really paying attention to anything Nana was saying. He was just <laughs> there drooling. I was like, like I was in heaven, he right? Really, he was like a napkin, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, and who could forget well, the last thing on there, Game of Thrones Season 8, and how wonderful that's going to be. All right. Fantastic. Well, in my sci-fi world, let me see what I'm doing. Um, uh, I talked about Captain Marvel. We got our Endgame ticket, so all set to go on Kiefer's birthday to see Avengers Endgame. So next Friday, we'll be going to see that. In fact, he wanted to do that above anything else, so it's just him and I going out, so it'll be a little bit unusual on his birthday. So I'm excited about that, obviously, and the hype that's surrounding it. Um, watch Groundhog Day, which isn't really sci-fi, but is. It's a little bit of time travel or time cycle or I don't know what you call that, but um, a good classic movie that is kind of a uh, – that we that we watched – um, nothing real sci-fi. I, I'm, I'm playing a lot of League of Legends right now. So any of you League of Legends plan, players out there, let me know. Um, we will. Uh, we can maybe hook up in Discord and play. Uh, Chrissy plays too. I'm trying to rope her back into it a little bit. He is. It's true. I am. So, uh, but Kiefer and I, my son and I, play together and are having a wonderful time. He's really enjoying it. I love that the games are like a half an hour and you're done. Maybe a little bit longer because there's load time and wait time. But that is the nice thing about League of Legends. Like is, when we're like playing like Lord of the Rings online, it's like we're questing for two hours, you know. And this is like, you know, you build up a character. Uh, everyone kind of starts in the same playing field, ideally, and um, yeah, it's kind of neat. So really enjoying League of Legends, and um, not I, like anything else is like slipping my mind. Right now, as far as what I'm doing. Oh, well, I'm reading a lot of science fiction. Um, um, although I'm reading a nonfiction book that I won't, I won't say the title on air because it has profanity in it. Um, but it's a subtle art of not giving a. Oh, I oh that's a great that. book. Yeah, it's fantastically. It's great. It's deceptively good. It is. Uh, <laughs> I, I recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's uh -huh. one of those. It's really kind of. It's really there's there's a lot of Zen in it, a yes. lot of Zen thought coming through it, and I yeah I'm I'm really impressed with it. 
I, it's funny story about that book though. I'm sitting in Barnes and Noble where I first picked it up and like Kiefer, Chris and I are there and Kiefer walks by and he pauses, and looks at him and he goes, dad, what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, I think it's a Zen book. So I, I ended up getting an audible and I'm listening to it. So I didn't buy the book because I have audible credits and it's, it's really good. It is really good. And before that, I read the latest James essay Corey book, which is the eighth book in the expanse series. So, Totally loving it, and they end with this daring rescue, and that's all I'm going to say for those of you that might read it in the future. But a fantastic book. Chrissy, what's going on in your sci-fi world? Oh, let's see. Um, Earlier today, I watched a YouTube thing on the Drake Equation and the Fermi Paradox, why we haven't um, heard anything from alien civilizations. So that was really fascinating. I was trying to figure out what... Um, YouTube video that was to share. It's the guy who sounds like Elmer Fudd when he talks. People will know who I'm talking about if you're <laughs> into that stuff. Into that. Um, let's see. Because we don't have big enough signs in space. No. <laughs> no. Um, we're, we're not. Oh, I'm so, so just a little background there. Christy and I were watching prior to the show. There's this company, a Russian company, that's putting satellites up that actually create signs that you can read from Earth. Like you know, buy Pepsi or KFC. Um, and they're playing with that technology that you can actually see these advertisements in the sky. And I am vehemently against them. Right, right. Because I'm already inuated with ads. You said, you, you said the only thing that you would do is say, hey, Vulcans, come here. Yes, right, something yes. Like that. If, if they're going to project into space, I mean, like, hey, Vulcans, we're here. Right, that, right. I'm okay with that. But we don't have warp capabilities, so they won't come. No, they won't. Sure. <laughs> Tell them we don't have warp yet, but we know you're out there. Just get down here. Yeah. Um, let's see. I also recently played through, believe it or not, it was like a 1993 video game called The Dig, which, um, oh, who's the author who wrote and Ender's Game? Uh, Orson Scott Card. Yes. He was involved in, in the writing of the oh, video game. So it was an amazing, the, the storyline in the game was really amazing. So, like, it starts off with, you're trying to stop like this asteroid from like hitting earth and then you and then you do and then like so you think at first oh we're stopping an asteroid is what the game is gonna be about well no you get transported to this alien civilization so you're like deep diving into this archaeology of this civilization to try and figure out how to get yourself home and so it was a puzzle game um the graphics of course from 1993 stink but right. it's a really good game but you played um, it because of the story not the graphics right, right right and so i'm also currently playing i think it's like it's called the eyes of era ira something like that it's a, like a mist style game okay because i really <laughs> love mist oh yeah it was so playing that um actually what it is is my friend is streaming it and then I'm helping solve the puzzles while he plays. So we're actually playing it together. It's a very interesting experience. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. I think it's mainly the two games and watching like random YouTube videos on various reasons, like alien civilizations, like actually the science behind them. Oh, very good. Very good. Miles, how about you? I uh, saw Shazam this past weekend, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Chrissy, I think you you might find this movie interesting as it kind of has uh, – with your psych- psychology and uh, um, uh, background and um, also in the social services, um, 
kind of delves a little into the foster care situation and um, oh. this 15-year-old boy's quest to try to, you know, either find the family they lost or find the family he's with throughout this movie. Uh, it does a good job of exploring that. Um, watching Star Trek Discovery, The Orville, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, w- watch Last Game of Thrones, Space Battleship Yamato, and I'm reading the novel Quantum Void by Douglas Phillips. Awesome. So you're you're busier than the, the rest of us with this stuff. But... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. What did you think of that last episode of Orville, Miles? It was very, it was very, had a lot of very social commentary. Uh, It's definitely taking more of a serious tone throughout this past season. Um, Didn't know that, uh, you know, Dolly Parton was was a voice (laughs) for, you know, calling out rebellion and calling out, um, you know, and, and sticking nine it, to five, sticking it to the man, but you <laughs> yeah, know, I tell you, these women—they're feisty. Oh. <laughs> you, you know, that was hilarious. You, you find inspiration where you can, and um, this this alien found inspiration in Dolly Parton. I thought that was that brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to figure out which TNG episode they took that storyline from. It, it felt so familiar to me. The Outcast. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. There it's been go. bugging me all week. Yeah. So, uh, any other things you've been watching, Miles? Uh, the, just, just, just what what I mentioned. All right. Very good. All right. Well, thank you everyone for sharing what's been going on in our sci-fi world. And um, why don't we start with the uh, with the with the with the news that just dropped this past weekend. And that is the uh, episode nine, the rise of of Skywalker. Do you want me to play the trailer here? Should I do that, Miles? Yes, I think we should. All right, please call that up, and we'll uh, watch it. So you guys may be able to hear it. But. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight.
<laughs> What's the matter, Chrissy? Where did I miss? <laughs> so, uh, Chrissy, so you, you can't see an audio. Chrissy's shaking her head in disbelief. So let's talk about this uh, travesty, a- awesome trailer travesty. that we just got done uh, watching Betrayal. and listening to. Betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> Treason, then. <laughs> That's what this is. Treason. Uh, all right. All right. So, um, Chrissy, do you want to start us out? Why, why do you view this trailer for you as being so treasonous? What What was the point of the first movies? Seriously, what was the point of them? What 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 was accomplished? Nothing. You're Nothing. Set, you're setting up this final episode. No. No, you've you've accomplished nothing. The Empire Falls. That's nice. Oh, look, they rose up again. Oh, and then we have another death sphere. Han and, Han and Leia, their love story, complete crap, divorced. Like, really? Come on. No, it was supposed to be a trilogy about Skywalkers. Ash eh, not a Skywalker. She's just some junker from whatever. And then you have the Palpatine, finally. The redemption of Anakin Skywalker. The redemption. What 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 was that? Just bring him back. What? No, no. What 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 are we like having action figures of the characters? We're banging them around in the studio, and that's the story. No, that's crap. That is absolutely no. I'm living in a 1999 world with Star Wars. I don't think I'm even see it in theaters. Okay, so there you have it. <laughs> so, My right. rant flipped the table. There we go. She, she nearly walked out. You didn't see that, Christy. You know your your problem is you just don't have opinion. Yeah, no, no, no position on this movie at all. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I remember going. Chris and I were going back and forth online about this a little bit, and then I remembered my role that I don't argue with people on Facebook. So right, right. Well, we, that didn't work for us. We still, <laughs> we still did. We, thought we, we kind of left. We'll discuss it on the show. That's what so, I did. That's I, what like, I, I will, I will, I will spar with you in person. Right, that's right. Hey, yeah, on guard. Uh, um, so uh, you heard Chrissy's thoughts. Uh, what sort of uh, what sort of answers, Dave Miles, do you have for Chrissy? The well, I'm not going to try to change Chrissy's mind. Oh, so <laughs> um, you're saying you agree with Chrissy? Yes. No, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with Chrissy, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. You know, she, she, she may have valid objections, but I don't care. I still want to go see this movie. <laughs> okay. You're like, I don't care. I just want Star Wars. And that's right. I, Did you read any of the aftermath trilogy? You're talking to me. That was put out. Yes. I read any them, of you? I read them yeah. all. Yeah, Scott. Did. I know you. Yeah, did. You I, I read a lot it. of. I, I read a lot of the novels that came out throughout the nineties before before the dark times. No, no. The, the aftermath uh, filled in right be, right after uh, right after right before Force Awakens. Is that right? Yeah, it was between between. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Jedi. What do you call it? Return Return of the Jedi yeah, yeah. and Force Awakens? They kind of loosely covered the gap in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did read some of that, and that was also painful. Um, it was, it and- was. <laughs> although, although honestly, that trilogy redeemed Jar Jar for me. Just saying. Oh, shut. another reason I hate it. No, it was. It was <laughs> Thank it you, did. Dave. It did. <sighs> I felt. I know what you're. Yeah. You know what I'm alluding to, Dave. We had this conversation I do. before. We did. We did. But no, it, it's. If I remember it correctly, it was one of Palpatine's last orders for the remainder of his of, of the of the Empire to go into the the unknown regions. 
and I'm still convinced they're going to pull Thrawn out of this somewhere, but I don't know how or where yes. or when. But it, if you remember, if you listen back and listen to him talk over the course of, especially into the prequel eras, where he was baiting Anakin, talking to about his master who learned how to keep people from dying and all of that. I think that a lot of this and, and the way you've read, and especially a lot of the books, even the canon books now, how Palpatine really was a just a cunning, devious, planned out, had a had a backup plan for a contingency for everything. It would it would, it, would, it excites me because it wouldn't shock me if he didn't see his own fall and the destruction of his empire as something that was inevitable. Right. Because even I believe he understood as evil as he was that an oppressed people who yearn for some kind of freedom, they'll eventually break their bonds at some point. So I think he had a backup plan in case this ever happened and manip- has been manipulating everything from somewhere at s- somehow, which would explain how, you know, you took a guy like Snoke and completely just wiped him out in the middle stanza of this trilogy. And he was, he was just useless. There had to be something more. Well, this could be it. So it'll be interesting to see how they pull it through. And I, and I got a feeling that this is going to be a giant collective of everything fans want that JJ Abrams is just going to dump right on your laps that Ryan Johnson didn't do a thing to help with in, in the last Jedi, but Skywalker rises thought he just died. So who is, and he said, uh, this Skywalker. Is, he said, this is your fight now. So it's yeah. Like, well, so are see, we going to finally find out that Ray is, is a son of Skywalker or a daughter of Skywalker. I know that I know that they played, they played, they downplayed that in the, uh, the last Jedi. In fact, all but came out and said he was not a Jedi, but I was in the middle of all that. I remain convinced that she still is a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said Jedi, but I meant Skywalker, um, that, that she is still a Skywalker. But I think you can also look at the riot, even if even if she's not, I think she can be a uh, like the rise of Skywalker is. If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful. That sort of line could refer to Luke as well. Like this is the final incarnation of Luke, right? Say so. I think there's a couple ways that they could be playing with that with the title. But I agree with the Palpatine. Going back to Palpatine, there's no reason. Um, that uh, we, we know the cloning existed during the time of Palpatine. There's no reason there couldn't be clones of Palpatine. Certainly the unknown regions, yeah. if you read any of the expanded universe books in the current timeline, it's, it's a fascination for them. There's no reason they couldn't pull Palpatine out of the unknown regions um, or even for him to fall and some something be down there that, captures him and takes him away 
before the Death Star explodes, you know? If you have time to pull Darth Vader off the Death Star, you have time to pull Palpatine off the Death Star. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. That laugh at the end, the moment it came, I had chills. Because it was like, look who's back. Because while he is literally one of my favorite villains, um, it, uh, maybe of all time. And I think, I know the prequels get dogged, but I think he became even more evil when you saw how sinister and devious his plotting was and how manipulative. And it made me realize how much of a villain he was. Mm-hmm. For me, for me. It felt, it felt that way for me. So. Well, I guess my my main objections is from a storytelling standpoint. There, there's not like you're. If you look at the story arc of Anakin Skywalker, that redemption, that was his redemption, and you're just gonna completely just be like, nope. You're like, well, so so here's the question: Just because Palpatine's still alive, doesn't change the fact that Anakin was redeemed. Because he made the choice to, he goes, they're still good in me. You know, you were right, son. You were right. You know, the but it lessens line. the impact of his actions. Well, you saved Luke's life, though. He did save Luke's life. And I don't know that it lessened. I always impact. think it, it, it grows it because even though. What? Well, well yeah. You I, sacrificed yourself and your own life to save your son, even though it was a futile attempt I don't know. So even though it was futile, you did what was noble, even though in the end it was meaningless. That's it. So this is really an existential uh, viewpoint of living, the futility of your actions. Got it. Um, We've now gone into existential crisis. Yes, right, right. So we're definitely there. Definitely there. Please call my hotline for a therapy right. help. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at the end of this episode. Do you remember, do you, do you remember Miss Cleo from the early late nineties, early two thousands? Yes, that's right. Miss oh, Cleo, Miss right? Cleo. Cleo. Yeah, she will help you with your existential crisis. Yes, she will. Or she'll Life help you with something. That's right. Um, yeah. So I mean, I was really excited about that. Also excited that Billy D. Williams is back. Is that was great to see. Yeah. Um, you know, ba- backing up, I did. He love, did get a ship back. I, I did love. I did love the memes that came out. Like the one, like uh, with Thanos, and says, "I'll be the baddest villain this year," and then Palpatine below, laughing evilly. You know, I love that meme, and I love the, uh, the 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 solo and Lando conversation where Lando says, I'll, "I need my, sh- I want my ship back." Han's like, "Or my dead body," and then it's Billy <laughs> D. Williams laughing. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give you that. That was amusing. That was amusing. And it, it's going to be neat to see uh, Billy D. Williams back. I mean, it does not redeem it for me. <laughs> so yeah, well, and maybe it will. Maybe you'll find it cute. No, cute, cute. So no. <laughs> um, just going to live in 1999 and right, just focus right, on right, right, right. The- there is no other Star Wars. Got yep. it. That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I'm one with the Force. The Force. Yes, is yes. That's what um, the mantra I will need to chant. <laughs> what, what, what else stuck out in this trailer that you, uh, I, Chrissy? I know you didn't love it, but for Miles and Dave, what are some other things that stuck out in this trailer that you really loved? Well, we saw uh, Carrie Fisher um, embracing this young woman who was actually, if I understand correctly, her, her real daughter. So I'm like, you know, what? Um, 
you know, what's, uh, what's happening there. I mean, is, what, what relationship does this young woman, her character have to, to Leia in, 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 in this. So, right. um, but I mean, we get, we get to see Carrie Fisher one last time. We do. We do. And it, what one of the bigger disappointments to me anyway, with the first, the first two was seeing, I mean, none of Luke in the first one in force awakens and even his role in the second one, the same with Leia in, in, in both of them, they're very passive in their, in their involvement in the story. Even when Luke was the most active at the end of last Jedi, he was, it was still passive because it wasn't really him there doing it, just force projecting himself out to wherever it was. So it, in, in C-3PO was nowhere ever to be seen. R2-D2, very little, if any, role in either the first two movies at all. So getting to see 3PO hanging on the back of that speeder or whatever as they're running from who or whatever shooting at them, seeing Lando in the seat of the Falcon, you know, <laughs> you know, getting all excited, showing like he's actually involved in the story somehow. That, that excites me. You know, well, to you see know, our old heroes or old characters actually having an active role in the story. I think here's a question. Go ahead. Do we, the, the desert planet that uh, Ray is on, do we think that's Jakku or Tatooine? I think Jakku, cause there's a little more green on it. Okay. And what All you've right. seen See, on Tatooine. So, um, is she on the same planet when she's running as she is when she's standing on the hillside overlooking the Death Star? No, because I mean the Death Star. Depending on where that is, I, if that is a piece of the Death Star, well, and it looks like it could it. only be. It looks like it. It really does. It could only be yeah a, a Yavin Moon or Endor, because that's where the Death Star blew up. Right. Right. But as you get with it, with the, the, the ominous laugh after it almost leads you to believe that it's Endor, but it's maybe some other part of Endor. Oh, maybe from what we've seen. Yeah. Cause I don't, there's no indication. It's like a new death star. It's just a, looks like the, uh, the firing, you know, mechanism of the death star there. Yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, and it's hard to know where they're at at the beginning. I love the the leap she makes when she's running. Very Matrix. Oh, yeah. yeah. She got tired of being told to just breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. Which, by the way, listening to it and all you're hearing is her breathing is just a little bit creepy there at the beginning. <laughs> it's better when you see it visually as well. So, You know, uh, and I've been, I've been hearing uh, theories that Poe Dameron's Force-sensitive and all sorts. Um, I saw I saw someone post uh, was it today or the other day saying, you know, I hope that episode nine never comes out so I can continue to entertain these crazy theories. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what will we do after the story arc is complete? So, but and this is it for Star Wars now, isn't it? They they nixed everything else in the pipeline, didn't they? Well, they did. Uh, there's going to be spinoff. You know there's going to be spinoff, but I think for this story arc, the Skywalker story arc, this is the end. Well, because yeah. my understanding is they had a 
trilogy for Rain John- Ryan Johnson. Yes, and I don't know. Right. I think that's. I don't. I don't know that that was tabled. I know that stuff got paused because of how poorly Solo did, but because Solo was supposed to have more things afterwards. Well, yeah, right. yeah. But will we will we see Darth Maul in this movie? Oh, we better not. I'm not this asking. one, I doubt. Well, but you think we'll see Thrawn? Well. They'd almost be dumb not to rope him into some movie here. I would love to see him come into an, his own movie, but that's that's kind of my thought with it. But I don't know. Well, let me somewhere say this. some movie if, they gotta have if, to bring him in. If your theory is that Palpatine is indeed in the unknown regions, then it makes perfect sense that when he comes back, Thrawn's right beside him. Yeah. Um. It would make sense. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will. Yeah. Well, no, all you, I know is no, you won't see Chrissy because you aren't seeing the movie. But the, a, rest, I, the rest of us will see. You'll all see, and then maybe, maybe, maybe you'll I see. I won't trust your reviews. That's right. That's right. 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 We'll try to convince you otherwise. It, it was oh, a like, conversation my brother and I had after this trailer came out. Was our entire lifetime of Star Wars fandom is now boiled down to. Please, God, don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my biggest problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and I guess the question is, you know, I look at Force Awakens and I look at Last Jedi, and you can certainly have complaints about the movies, but I I enjoyed them. I I mean, I walked out of the theater and entertained. I introduced my son to a whole new uh, level of Star Wars. He got to see him in the theaters. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I liked. And... um, Certainly and I more like, entertaining, and, and, and I like, and I like, I like the prequels too. They aren't, are they my favorite Star Wars movies? No, but, but there, there are a lot of good things. I mean, we get Darth Maul, we get Qui Gon Jinn, we get, uh, we get Obi Wan. You know, Ian McGregor does a fantastic job. Oh well, that is the one redeeming right? factor, and the main one, and and uh, we get to really see the Emperor come on his own, and that's great. And where will we be without Padme moments? Come on. <laughs> thank you, M. Yeah, thank you, M, for that. Thank so you, many memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So little. Time. So uh, are we done with the Star Wars trailer here? Yes, we're done okay. with Star Wars. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. You were done like 20 minutes ago when we started the conversation, <laughs> Chrissy. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, where do you want to go next? Well, maybe we should talk a little Star Trek. Oh, you just want to balance it out. I see how it is. So uh, tell me, guys. uh, Chris, are you watching Discovery? I am not. Me neither. So Dave, Miles, go at it. Okay. Mm. Well, (laughs) um, the Captain Pike character has really resonated with fans this season. Uh, So much so that on social media, it's like people say we want to captain pike spinoff series for some time in the future and there's a little article about that uh star trek fans are petitioning for anson mount to reprise his role as captain pike in a new star trek series mount debuted as pike in discovery's second season he's the captain of the u.s enterprise before james kirk takes over in star trek the original series mount plays him with earnest enthusiasm and charm 
arm that harkens back to William Shatner's Kirk Adrenal Series. Fans don't want to lose that. It has already been confirmed that Mount will exit Discovery at the end of the season. Fans figure giving him his own spinoff series would be a solution. And Anson Mount had this to say about, about all this. I'm humbled and deeply touched by the amount of love. I've never received such gratitude. Please know that my own gratitude at having been given the opportunity to walk in Captain Pike's boots is equaled only by, which I feel for the Trek family's devotion. Seriously, thank you for the bottom of my heart. So this article is in no way saying he's going to do something like this. Or or CBS has said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Right. right. It's, 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 it, this is all the fan reaction to just – you know, loving Captain Pike uh, uh, th- th- this season. Now, is he the guy that's going to be at shore leave this next year? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I know you guys are stoked about that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Discovery, you know, talking about Discovery, uh, I guess, what do you think of the story, first of all? And then secondly, uh, what are you thinking about Discovery this season? We're down to the last episode. How's that feeling for you? So maybe both things you guys can talk about. Well, Dave, go ahead. I talked for a while. No, I mean, it- the uh, the idea of a Captain Pike series is awesome. Um, if they're sticking to the original pure timeline, the Enterprise under Pike had two five-year missions, if I'm not mistaken. So you've got plenty of, of new universe that you can kind of dive into, which would be great. Um, this season of discovery is interesting. It's that's code for, yeah, I'm not really into it. Well, no, I, I am. <laughs> and that that's half the problem. It is. It, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's really good. I'm, I'm waiting to see what the, what this week's episode is to tie, That's supposed to, what did, what did the showrunner say? Tie everything together and answer all of your Canon questions. What about the Medichlorians? Uh, wrong series. <laughs> Crossing streams, the, the but just crystal, as irrelevant the as time It's kind of the same thing. The blue crystals, got it. Yeah, yeah. So you got another Alex Kurtzman magic crystals along with a magic blood somewhere that somebody probably has in here. Um, Medichlorians, Wrong universe. Like said, Medichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I bury the crystals in the dirt <laughs> over right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. They'll percolate and, and sprinkle the magic powder on them. Right. <laughs> I haven't even seen just, it. I was making it up, and you're yeah, agreeing with I, me. I, I, I well, you're pretty close. <laughs> you're pretty close. And it's one of the, the biggest annoyances I have with, with Trek when they do that kind of stuff is th- they've always been great, and I've always prided myself in liking the fact that they make crap up as they go. You know, there's always some magic techno babble or something that they've rigged up some positron, Dilithium neutron, or radian, dil- yeah, some, yeah, exactly, <laughs> to get them out of whatever jam of the week they wind up in. And when they're resorting now to magic crystals that move through time. Well, we had a magic right. blood, now we have magic crystals. That's right. E- exactly, exactly. You tell Kurtzman's right this stuff. Blood. Yeah, yeah. metachlorians. Well, you know what? Kirk is now I, I, a Jedi. Do you know what? I just one one thought real quickly, and we got to get back to the conversation we're having. I don't mean to interrupt, but I thought as you were talking, D- Miles, didn't we have a story come down the pike that Palpatine's actually Anakin's father? Uh, that was explored in the that. comics, I think. 
that he manipulated the metachlorians right. in, in Smee Skywalker's yeah, womb. Isn't that, isn't, didn't we hear that story earlier? Yes. Yeah, I've read that theory somewhere. I think that was an actual comic story that was, was really? supposed to be canon, which makes sense why he's in The Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, sorry. Oh. Side side thing. You can continue to debate. I was going to say, where's Em when we need her? She loves talking about metachlorians. I know. She loves them. Her family. <laughs> I mean, I had some mini chlorians for breakfast. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's my yeah, coffee. They're, they're great with sugar. Yeah. A little bit of sugar on them. A little cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All but right. no, that's Go my ahead. thoughts on Discovery. So. All right. So so are you liking or not liking the uh, crystals or not a fan? No, the crystal's not a fan, but I, I'm liking I, – I like what they're doing. I, I like the way this story is going. I understand the crystals are just a little – MacGuffin. MacGuffin for the week or whatever that that's getting to whatever plot line they are, which fine, whatever. But it's it, so far, I think it's a bit of pretty interesting, interesting story. And now that uh, the Enterprise crew is going to be going their separate way, I'm kind of anxious to see what happens this week. See if they leave us on a cliffhanger for season three or not. I guess we'll see. We we'll see. Miles, any other thoughts about Discovery? Yeah, I, I mean, they did something. I mean, they made good use of, okay, we, we lost our captain because he was a mere universe uh, um, tyrant. Uh, and so it's like, well, Pike is in the same timeline. Can we free him up for a few months and have him be temporary captain of the Discovery? And I think that's worked out beautifully. Uh, I think this is given the a chance to really flesh out his character more, explore his character more and, and create this character where he's not, he's not preachy or, or pontificating, but he's very principled. And this is why I think a lot of people kind of gravitate and resonate with Pike. He's, uh, you know, he's a fictional character, but man, you can be loyal to somebody like, like Pike. Um, and so they've really done a beautiful job to, with this character. They they've brought another character on the show. Um, uh, her, 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 her real name, but she plays a character called Jet Reno. She was an engineer from another ship, and she's got this snark that is very reminiscent of McCoy. And she's very entertaining. Whoever she's interacting with, she she enjoys pissing people off. Um, she's. She, you know, she, she so she they've 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 brought this to the show this this season. Uh, we'll see if she survives um, this next episode coming up. I would be for a Pike series. I I think there's at least uh, five to ten years. I'd have to check a memory alpha or something that that has a timeline mapped up. But there's several years between when Discovery's happening to before Pike has his tragic accident. So. There be there's plenty of time. There's five or more years they can dedicate. They don't have to use. They wouldn't do it for a full five years, but however long they want to do it, there's plenty of time to explore Pike's character, his time on the Enterprise before he hands it over to Kirk. Um, they built a new bridge for for the Enterprise, and it's more of a modern interpretation. It's taken the old, what the, the classic bridge and and but with more modern sensibilities and technology. So it looks 
like okay this i could see this is how it, the bridge would look so it, you can kind of see the old but it's definitely the new there's there's corridors that look very uh it's modern but still has a classic um original series look to it so I, the, the fact they've built these sets makes me think maybe maybe they kind of had that idea in the wings thinking maybe uh, if if Captain Pike and and Spock uh, resonate with the fans, um, may, maybe there's something there. Maybe maybe a show, may, maybe a mini series or something. But maybe we don't have to um, put Pike on the shelf. Maybe we could bring bring her back for some more adventures. I, that's what I'm hoping for. I think there's still more stories to tell with Captain Pike and the and the crew of the Enterprise uh, in this time period. Oh, very good, very good. Tig Nataro. I think yes, uh, Tignataro. Uh, she's she's a comedian, uh, but she she joined season two of Discovery this year. What do you think, Dave? Did, do, you, do you like oh, her? She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's always a tra- and and I the, the biggest thing that upsets me is that they haven't utilized her more. Okay, yeah, I yeah, the, it, I agree. I mean, she she bring her her personality in her character brings to that ensemble just something that's very TOS. Like, like you said, with McCoy and the way he, and his and his snark and everything, that that's just kind of misses missing from from the group. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really wish they would have used her more. And hopefully, I mean, it, however it winds up, that maybe she's a recurring character in the future. I don't know. Oh, it'd be nice. It'd be, be nice. nice. I, I'm hoping. Well, you know, they don't have a chief engineer on the ship. I mean, we never saw the, the character, of the chief engineer. I was kind of hoping. For whatever reason, she gets that that job, and we see her for you know, it's here on a regular basis. But that last scene on last episode where she 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 gracefully agrees to sacrifice herself, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Tilly gives her a hug, and she has this very awkward look on her face, and then uh, um, Stamets says. I still don't like you. And she's like, same here. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, it just, this is the way classic Star Trek used to be. It wasn't always the character. I mean, it wasn't like TNG where everybody got along. It was, you know, right. it was, you know, like the original series where, you know, Spock and McCoy had this love hate relationship at times. And so um, it was very enjoyable to see. Yeah. He actually had, you know, 150 different personalities living in close quarters on a spaceship. You know, they're bound to have the friction. It's 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 true. Yeah, it's true. It's good time. Now, one other Star Trek thing before we move on from Star Trek, I saw come down the pike today that, and no pun intended, there um, the, <laughs> the, fact that, there. the fact that the fact that Picard that number one's going to be joining Picard in the Picard series is that correct? I think I read that he he'll direct a yeah. couple episodes. I don't know if we'll we'll see him on screen. Uh, that'd be great if we did. Right? Did you see that, Dave? Yeah, I didn't get to read it, but I judging by the way they try to do those clickbait headlines. Oh yeah, I figured it was something more along the lines of his directing because uh, he was just direct, He directed the last episode of the Orville, and uh, Marina Sirtis was in there. Play right. school teacher, so right. So, yeah, I bet it's more, more on the uh, behind the camera end. 
Yeah, but, so it's, it's just kind of clickbait is what you're saying. It's more like Yeah, I think so. Yeah, All right, probably. very good. I'm looking I'm looking at it and I I saw a story from like 2 years ago. So so maybe no. it's just that too. But all right, well, let's move on. So uh, let's talk Joker. We had a Joker trailer fall. Do we want to play that and then uh, chat about it? Yes. Sure. Oh, and uh, this is uh, Chrissy's really excited about this. More excited than Star Wars. For, what? Give it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, here we are. The Joker trailer. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. What? If you smile, <laughs> to your fear and sorrow, smile. Tomorrow. <laughs> What's so funny? Freak? <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. All right, so let's talk Joker here. What do you think? I get, I get, I, I totally see Chrissy why you are getting this trailer. Uh, so since you spoke first about Star Wars, you want to talk about what is so appealing about this trailer that we got? It it's a character study of one of my all time favorite villains, and. So I don't think that we are going to expect to see like lots of chase scenes and Batman and all that. It's going to really just focus in on a person's almost like um, that book, Descent into Hell, of a person's descent into madness. And, you know, I love these kind of stories from a psychological point of view, love the character of the Joker. Um, I think it's important to note that I believe... This particular Joker takes place before Batman arises. 
Okay. So from from what I remember, and interestingly enough, the actor who is playing the Joker had said years ago, apparently, why don't they do a character study of one of these villains? And so then his agent heard about it and called him up and said, yeah. you. so I, now, no, no one can come close to Heath, but we definitely might have a contender here from what I saw in the trailer. Well, and what I like about this is I think that a movie like this is bound to inspire some empathy toward, wait, wait, like, just in the little clips we saw, you get, perhaps, you understand how the Joker became who he was, whether or not you agree with his choices. Right. And, and, and that inspired like, some of the best villains. If you can inspire empathy for the villain, then somehow you've done something wonderful. Because so many times you just don't get that. Yeah, and you can already see like some clips of his family life, so being you know in the family therapy stuff, you know I'm already sitting there going like mapping out their stuff and their interactions, right, and being right, like, right. okay, this sort of interaction between a mom and son is going to lead to this sort of thing, and so this is just like a Christmas present in October. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful for our resident psychologist here, right? <laughs> yes. So, so. <laughs> the the only thing that I might have a problem with is it's very difficult to write a story like this about mental health without feeding into stigmas already around mental health. So that is like right. my only, that's probably my biggest misgiving about this whole thing is if they don't have anyone in there at the helm who is like an advocate for mental health to kind of say, you know, if you do that, it's really feeding into this idea and it's really stigmatizing to those who are currently experiencing mental health problems and it's not going to help people understand mental health, it's only going to make the myths worse. So that's probably and that's where a lot of movies about people with mental health issues kind of fall flat for me, is when I go, this really isn't good right? from that point of view. But you have a lot of hope about just from the trailers. Oh, yes. I'm I'm much happier about this trailer. Okay, okay, very good. (laughs) Miles, Dave, tell me your thoughts on watching the Joker trailer here. It looks like it's very well acted, very well written, um, but it looks a little it, – it's very disturbing. And so I'm not sure I'll be watching this movie. Um, movies that are a little more psychological um, are harder for me to watch than something that's maybe – like call horror gore fest i know it's kind of um that may sound odd but just that this this is a little this is very disturbing i don't i I, for me i don't i I, i'm not i'm not sure i want to see this or not Mm. very good and we could have a uh we we could do a psychological profile on that, couldn't we, Chris? I'm just kidding. We could. No, 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 no. But I, I hear, and I hear you because I think sometimes when when movies get too psychological, too, it can just be like, why are we watching movies? Well, I watch movies to kind of escape and to step away from life. But I also understand the appeal of this, especially for a character like the Joker, to understand how the Joker became who we knew him to be, or like who he's been. I mean, all we really see is the end result. So how did he become the end result? You know, I think that's kind of a fascinating story. 
But Dave, how about you? What are you, what are your thoughts in this trailer? Uh, it's one I I don't know if I'll go out to see. Well, it's in theaters, but it's certainly one I'll wind up uh, viewing after the fact. I mean, it looked very, like you said, disturbing. Um, would it be interesting to see, to watch a movie about someone like the Joker without having a Batman there? Yeah, we don't yeah. know if they're, they're just used to seeing. It's not, we don't know if we're going to get a a Batman in this movie. I'm, I'm doubting you will. I'm really doubting you will. But it it'll be. It's certainly an interesting, really an interesting concept, and we'll see how they put it together. And I think they, be, I think the actor they have playing him, Jacqueline Phoenix, will do a fantastic job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You no see, doubt. you see it already, and and his laugh is definitely Joker laugh. Hmm. So very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like psychologically disturbing films. What can well, I say? Well, no. There you go. It, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And so whether or not the rest of us see it, we expect a full detailed review from you. Oh, you will get one. We Worry will do you not. I'll be sitting there in the theater with like, notes and people will be like, <laughs> like, what on earth is she doing? I'm writing up his profile. We have a counseling <laughs> session later with him. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Indeed. Yes. So h- how did you really feel about your mother? Okay. What medications are you taking? Yes, yes. Very important. We're not taking. Yes, yeah, not yeah. taking. Very good. But before we wrap up the show, we got to talk Game of Thrones, this series that no one ever heard about, dropped this weekend. And what? Miles and what Dave. Is, what is this throne yeah, of games? What is this game that we're talking about? <laughs> is this uh, a, it's just a chess uh, match. Yes, it is. Very much so. Just oh. not what you're thinking. Uh, so, uh, Dave, let's start with you. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, we have a, we have six episodes dropping this season, the final season of game of Thrones and first episode dropped this past Sunday. What are your thoughts? Were you happy with it? Disappointed Did it deliver what's going on? It's nice to have a new episode. Um, sound disappointed. Yeah, see, so, so this is this is it. That that comment said so much. I know you, you've got a lot to cover in six episodes to be wasting twenty minutes an episode of people just standing around staring at each other <laughs> or looking gazingly into the other's eyes. Come on, let's get to it. Watching an army march for two minutes. In the beginning of the episode, I mean, come on, Let, let's pick this up. You're running out of time. Um, Sitting there with the a big, watch being like, come on. Yeah. yeah. I want to see some dragons and some white walkers burning. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm here for the dragons and the bloodshed. Come on. Right. Hmm. Well, that right. last scene, though, Dave, I thought uh, that. Oh, that was creepy as all hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're coming, so they, uh, the, the, the White Walker King, um, took this kid who I guess he was the lord of their house at that point, the only, the last surviving member of their fat, this, this one family, and pretty much, uh, attached him to the wall. He was dead, of course, but he had almost like these, these curved, rays coming out from around him made up of what looked like human limbs attached to the wall and he magically well at least comes alive with the eye the blue eyes as you know, the zombie white walker and they uh, they torched him 
but it was a creepy, creepy ass ending. Yeah, anytime you use little kids in some kind of, of um, horror capacity, it just uh, it's spooks you. It, it, yeah, more. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you, you, that, that that you give us that day that you presented it that way because I was talking to Tim Joyce, who is another teacher at school, about it, and that was his review, almost spot yeah. on. He goes, "They have six episodes. What in the heck were they doing in this episode? There's yeah. only six episodes now- left." Yeah, now, it, apparently, that they uh, uh, they finally revealed to 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 John Snow his true lineage. He's not a bastard. Which, no, he's not. And I'm surprised. My my biggest thing was he's not sitting there throwing up his lunch when he found out that. Oh, wait a minute! I've been having relations with my aunt. Um, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then again, for for nobility, I don't know how bad that well, is. I mean, for us, it is. But yeah. I mean, if you look, at, if you look ran at in the medieval yeah. lineages, I mean, and then Oedipus. Okay, but anyways, well, they, they well, still the first episode of- they have a brother and sister going together. So you know that was well, they, they still- actually in in cultures around the world, the only form of incest which is universally not accepted is between a mother and a son. Other there's another there's examples of it being acceptable in all other cultures around the world. Well, Mike, there you go. Oh, right, there we go. It, <laughs> in the show, though, they, they they still kind of made it a the worst kept. Well, it was a worst kept secret between what. Yeah. Um, what was going on with uh, Cersei and uh, Jamie? Uh, um, but at the same time, it was not; it was still frowned upon, not accepted. Right. Yeah, Dave, I, I would agree. Yeah, they they probably could have spent made better use of time, but they did bring some things kind of like that with full circle. I mean, right? They showed uh, Jamie um, arriving in. in uh, Winterfell, and who's the first person he sees? Um, he sees <laughs> that little boy, Bran, who we pushed off that tower. You know, um, I, that. So I wonder what, what, how, how that's going to uh, impact things next episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of feel though they still hit the ground running as far as just, I mean just move the story i mean I, like 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 you said the first episode john snow finds out who he really is he doesn't have a chance yet to uh, uh give the news to uh denarius yet uh, that'll make for interesting conversation um what uh what else i, I thought was interesting they um they, they rescued the iron they, they rescued the, the queen of the iron islands um in that episode, um, oh, um, uh, is going to use, um, um, uh, uh, Tyrion and Jamie's friend slash, uh, bodyguard slash, um, military tutor, whatever, uh, t- to go kill, to kill them because, uh, um, that's just Cersei. So, well, right, of course. Will be interesting, you know, see what uh, because it, knowing knowing this guy, it's like, well, you, if you're gonna pay me to do it, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. Um, 
know, it's he's loyal loyal to whoever's paying him at the moment. Right. Right. Well, very good. So uh you're excited, Miles, at least, to see the rest of the season and uh, Dave, you're Definitely. hopeful you're hopeful that we will actually get some action and some uh, progression forward in the story in the upcoming episodes. Oh, Maybe. we will. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll see the actual book form. Yeah, maybe. Maybe book six and seven will come out now that the series is over. <laughs> they have books. Yeah, they do have books. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the book readers over here are grumbling. Yeah. Did, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, very good. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts on Game of Thrones. And, uh, Thank you, uh, everyone, for kind of sharing your thoughts on uh, the latest Star Wars trailer, the Joker trailer, Discovery, and Game of Thrones, and all our conversations we had in between about those things. So very good. Very awesome. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Mm. I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, Be on the lookout for the interviews that we are going to be releasing with some of our favorite Ferengi from Deep Space Nine. Uh, we also talk about the uh, upcoming uh, the upcoming movie, the documentary that's coming out. Uh, what's the name of that documentary again? What We Left Behind. Yeah, What We Left Behind regarding Deep Space Nine. And, um, and as always, we are going to be re- – we're on our trek to review all the Star Trek – I was going to say Star Wars – all the Star Trek movies <laughs> – uh, Into Darkness, we are doing the uh, Into Darkness, otherwise known as the Rathacon Point 2, 2.0. Uh, we will be talking about that in our next time recording in about two weeks. So if you want to share your thoughts, you can email into the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at gmail.com or message us on Twitter or on Facebook and we will get them. But I think that's about it. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Leave your tips on the table. Go boldly. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner.
Thank <laughs> you.